0: Hello, everyone. Uh, We're back with uh, myself, uh, Niaz Moshirov, and Mike, my partner, um, to speak with one of my good old friends, Eve Stewart. Uh, Thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, Eve is actually a very old friend of mine. And uh, about a year and a half ago, she was brave enough to come, and actually felt comfortable enough to come and tell me about a big change in her life and I was very glad that she did. And we're here today to uh, talk about that as well as hear her story. And I certainly have some questions regarding the topic and uh, we're going to discuss this uh, amongst ourselves. I do want to go over a few uh, expectations and ground rules before we begin. Um, I want to first and foremost say that uh, this is a touchy topic, uh, it's, it's controversial in- in multiple levels and people have their opinions about it. And I want to state unequivocally that I'm a friend, I'm an ally, I support uh, anyone, any adult making a decision uh, to transition uh, if it will make them happy. And long as it does not harm themselves or harm others, I'm all for it. Um, I want to uh, make it clear that my questions and our questions here are just questions um we are two curious idiots that want to uh learn more we're, we're on a quest to learn more and there are things that we don't know and we understand that and i don't think just as i don't think that i nor mike speak for all heterosexual males or represent them i understand eve that you also you do not represent the entirety of the transgender community. Um, I'm here to hear about about your story, Mm -hmm. your opinions on the matters, and I uh, want you to feel comfortable. And should there be any uh, misuse of language, um, I apologize ahead of time. (laughs) Uh, That being said, I'm going to hand this over to you, Eve. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: That was a nice way of making sure that I don't attack you on camera. <laughs> I like that. <it>. that smart. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends. Um, my name is Eve, Eve Stewart. Um, let's see, a little about myself is I'm a grad student, uh, City College of New York, um, English literature, and i um, looking to pursue my edu- continue my education with a second master's, um, fingers crossed, next semester and then become a PhD um, student um, after that. Um, prior to entering school at a very advanced age, I was in marketing for 20 years. Um, like when you say my story? How far back do you want me to go? Well, um,
0: tell me about every, tell me about uh, uh, your upbringing., where, um, I guess you and I met, when you were in your mid 40s yes
2: i believe mm-hmm.
0: yeah and you were uh and we were in college i started i went back to college late myself but you um went much later you went much later so yeah just you know tell me what you want to tell you what you want to share with uh with let The audience. i am
1: a native new yorker i am now 51 years old <clears throat> excuse me entering community college at 42 um criminal justice uh, degree, got a criminal justice degree before starting a city college uh, as an English literature um, major, with a, with an English literature major. Um, let's see, live in Harlem. Um, been in Harlem now about 12 years. Um, love it to death. Uh, very fortunate to live in such a rich area uh, with so much history. Um, and the Harlem Renaissance is actually the, my uh, particular area of study um let's see you gotta give me something more um i got a question of my own sure, sure. um through, through your time
3: i mean i'm a native new yorker too and mm-hmm. times were uh, somewhat rough even for a, a ethnic p- person of my standards mm-hmm. i'm a short asian skinny kid to, who grew up in the lower east side skinny. right and uh, my friends who were unfortunately uh a bigger guy would get their jackets robbed left and right. Uh, on their way to school Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate especially in the winter time because the winters back then were brutal Brutal. Mm -hmm. um so with much things happening did you have a lot of support with family and friends throughout your
1: life i'm fortunate that yes i am a native new yorker but i did not grow up in new york city i grew up in mount vernon new york um which is very different than in the 80s and it is you know today um so i'm basically suburban um living in the city um i'm fully aware obviously of what was going on you know especially years ago with um the um amount of robberies that was going on you know kids robbing kids i'm very fortunate that wasn't part of my experience um i started hanging out in the city when i was about 16 so I was talking about the mid-80s um so i'm like I said, I'm aware of all things like that, um, but I had a very different experience growing up in the mid-80s.
0: Cool. Um, could you, would you mind just turning a little bit? Um, yep, say. perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, that looks, yep, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Uh, so it's interesting that you, I've asked you to describe yourself, and one of the main things that we're here to talk about, you did not mention. Because so. I'm
1: like, you know, give me a, <laughs> l- l- you, describe yourself. I'm 51 years old. There's a lot of history there. So, Perfect. give me something more specific. We'll so, you want me- to talk about the transition? Yeah. So, I mean,
0: first and foremost, uh, you mentioned that you're a grad student, you've started college late, mm-hmm. and you've recently decided to transition. Mm-hmm. Um I would love to hear your story about that and what, you know, w- where it, you know, Needless to say, it's a bit late in your life that you decided to do this, mm-hmm. uh, which is brave in itself. Um, so I just want to hear your thought process behind, you know, making this decision and doing this at this age. All of
1: it. No so, problem. But, you know, another reason why I talked around that mm-hmm. is because that's not all that I am. Of course. You know, I'm just another person, you know, mm-hmm. who, who goes to school, who lives in New York, blah, 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 blah. And I wanted to make sure that you and your audience were aware that's it. So yes, I am a transgender woman. Um, my pronouns are she and her. I began my transition September twentieth of um, t- twenty nineteen. It came very out the blue. A um, little of little, little bit that happened before that is so February of nineteen. Um, I discovered the cross dressing sexual fetish, uh, specifically lingerie. And it snowballed very quickly um, from just like buying a couple of pieces at a adult store to my opening up a uh, charge account with uh, Victoria's Secret. Um, I'm sorry, opening up a what account? A dude? charge account. What, what is that? credit card. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, I Victor- see, I'm a little bit older, um, at um, Victoria's Secret. and during this time i created an instagram page um and i went the i went the whole route um stockings heels no wigs because i don't really care for that but um still don't um (laughs) but um you know i was having fun um and until september 19th until september 20th um you know we'll September 19th, I identified as a cisgender, gay male. Um, I was very comfortable with that. I'd been that for 50 years exactly at that point. And then September 20th, I was walking down a street in Harlem and I saw a dress in the window and I looked at the dress and kept on walking and something made me turn around. And I walked into the store. I told the, the gentleman that the dress was for me. Which size would he think? He told me the size. I bought the dress. I think I probably went to Victoria's Secret afterwards. Um, It's an addiction of mine. And came home, put the dress on, and I twirled. And I'm looking in the mirror, and I went, can we curse in this? Yes. I, you know, twirled. I looked at myself at the mirror. I called Ted Cruz a cunt a couple of weeks ago. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Um, And went, what the fuck? Like, this isn't sexy. You know, it was just... This is sexy? This is not sexy. It's not sexy, This is just a dress. I was like, why is this making me happy? And a light bulb went on in my my head. It was like, oh, this explains so much. You know, part of what we do as a, a society is little boys, you know, we tell little boys you can, you wear blue and you play with trucks we tell little girls you wear pink and you play with dolls but when that little boy reaches for the dress we tell him no and we don't say no like oh no you know you know you can't go outside it's more like no there's something wrong with you and you can't have that but there's no explanation of why and And all this obviously came much later that I was able to piece all this together, but that's incredibly damaging to a child, um, and it certainly was damaging to this child. Um, did you d- did you reach for a dress ever when you were a child? Mm-hmm. And no, but I never liked boy things. What what are stereotypically societal boy that male things? Mm-hmm. Never, um, including women. Um, you know, like tomorrow's the, the Super Bowl. I could not care less. I do not watch the Super Bowl. I care nothing about sports. Just the basic things that boys are quote unquote supposed to like, never cared for. Um, But I just did things anyway. Well, to the best of my ability, I mean, I can't throw a football to save my life. (laughs) Um, And I believe that, you know, that, Innate sense that there's something wrong with me because I don't like those things Mm -hmm. led to 30 years of drug and alcohol abuse and Hating myself because I felt like there was always something wrong with me. I never thought I was transgender. I Also realized that this would probably explain why I was so transphobic for so many years So you yourself was transphobic? You know, you and I have known each other for years. You mm-hmm. know, I am a recovering conservative. Um, <laughs> left the party quite a while ago, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, and, you know... Well, I'm, I just want to say, I don't think conservative
0: and Republicans are our goals head and head anymore.
1: No, not, yeah. not at all. Yeah. But um, I was a Republican, but now it's something completely different. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people... Are conservative because they're hiding so many different things even from themselves much less for the rest from the rest of the world um, and it's a lot of self-hate you know being transphobic um, for so long and then realizing I was transgender myself um, I realized a lot of it had to do with actual envy envy that other people had the courage to just live their own lives to just be themselves whereas i felt the need to conform to the best of my ability to what society expected of me and that day i realized i'm not going to do that anymore you know i did you know me i love to research and i researched you know transgender to death um and you know i remember finding this uh test um are you transgender test online there's a a test there's tons of them and you know (laughs) i love this one test that i took it just said if you have to ask you are (laughs) which made (laughs) so much sense um and so you know i was trying to figure out well which version of transgender am i you know there's transgender woman you know I'm just gonna speak on um, the male to female side so there's you know trans woman there's trans feminine there's gender queer there's gender fluid there's non-binary there's gender non-conforming and to say I was trans woman at that moment just didn't feel I wasn't comfortable with that so you know I originally identified as um, non-binary non-conforming which I then later found out was they're two totally separate things. So I settled on non-binary. About three weeks after the dress incident, um, you know, I FaceTimed with my parents and let them know what's going on with me. Um, And I found a a meetup group um, of cross-dressers and trans women. And I went to a function. Um, They they have dressing rooms um, at this... Um, space in the space and I'd gone shopping prior to this um, went to MAC because uh, I didn't know I knew nothing about makeup uh, so I went to MAC where they I bought stuff and they showed me how to use it um, I bought a wig off Amazon I and went to H&M and found a really great dress um, as well as well I had shoes already because that's how she rolls um, But <laughs> so you know I went And I was so comfortable okay you know I was just incredibly incredibly comfortable with these women Um, and I was playing around with different names at the time Um, my first name was Claire that lasted about two seconds because we all love Claire Huxtable but that's just not a sexual name no one's gonna scream out Claire um so um, I then went to Kelly for a little bit And one day I was with um, a trans, I was with trans, a trans woman at a function. And, you know, this is my first time, like I've known her, no, excuse me. I knew her prior to this moment. Um, and I introduced myself, you know, as Kelly. And about an hour or so later, she was talking to somebody else and she looked at me and she went E, cause she forgot the name Kelly, but my birth name is Eric. Um, and so she looked at me and she just went, E. And I looked at her, I said, Eve. And she said, no, I said, E. I I said, no, but I'm saying Eve. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's my name. That's my name. And, you know, so, I don't care. My name is, my birth name is Eric Michael Stewart. And I, I've been called EMS for like 20, 30 years, you know, that is my nickname. Um, and the idea of having to change my initials didn't really sit well with me. And having Eve, you know, problem solved. I get to keep, keep my initials. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by that December, I came out publicly as Eve, which means I changed my name on Facebook.
2: Uh,
1: and I got a wonderful, wonderful warm reception from majority of the people that i know um i lost some friends through this um you lost some friends (laughs) tell me about that um everyone isn't meant to walk with you for the rest of your life we're all going to go through various stages in our lives where some people just don't want to walk that journey with us and people were comfortable with me as you know the person that they knew, and they were not comfortable with me, you know, evolving into someone different. Um, And I will admit, quite different than the person that they knew. And so they, you know, fell off. No one was ever nasty to me or anything like that. But, you know, there are a couple of people that just weren't able to continue this with me. And that's fine, you know. um, We all have to do what we have to do for ourselves. And I respect that. I have no animosity towards anybody. You know, I wish everybody well. And that's that. So um, so after I came out, you know, COVID hit.
0: How did that affect your journey or expectations oh of your journey? God,
1: that affected me so much. Um, you know, the lockdown affected everyone you know um that's a single person who lives alone um which maybe i probably should have said that on camera but um (laughs) it's very isolating it's very lonely um when you are a recovering addict isolation is not your friend when you are just a person period who is starting this whole brand new journey in their lives and you need community and not having access to that community um, it hurt, it hurt a lot.
0: Was was social media or online communities in any way
1: helpful or accessible? It, definitely helpful, definitely accessible, but not really what... Look, we're social beings, you know, we're used to being around each other in a, in a space mm-hmm. and just a voice on the phone or watching YouTube videos. And Lord knows, I've watched so many YouTube videos in the past year. Um, I never watched YouTube the way that I've, you know, watching it now, um, you know, that's how I was able to censor myself and not let myself become overwhelmed by the pandemic um and i just kept it moving um you know makeup and i are not on the best terms um i have very poor skills with makeup um i do the best that i can i'm thankful to have really phenomenal skin yes i will say phenomenal (laughs) um so i don't need to like do the whole shebang um and i had to learn how to become comfortable with this look i'm six foot tall i wear a size 12 in men's 13 in women's you know i'm not going to ever pass as a female as a cisgender female um and i didn't realize i was comfortable with that i don't need to pass i don't need this isn't about me wanting to be a different person this is about me just being myself and not having to hide this person i've been on hormone therapy for a little over a year now so what you see is actually real um and it's made me so much more comfortable with my body um i've always had body image issues um but i have to admit once i got on hrt those started to drift away um what's hrt hormone replacement therapy um those started to drift that started drift away i mean 18 months ago, me in a tight sweater like this would never have happened. Um, But I love it. I love this sweater. I've got two more, yeah, two more, Um, you know, in different colors. Um, It's very comfortable. Um, I always wore my clothes very loose. And no, I'm very comfortable with what I look like. Um, You know, Am I what someone would refer to as a typical trans woman, which means that, you know, I've got the hair and a lot of makeup and all these other things that, you know, our society is ingrained in our society's heads? No. Will I do it? No. I'm very happy with who I am today. I don't need to add on things in order to fit society's view of what I'm supposed to look like. I look like the way I want to look like, the way I'm supposed to look like in my own eyes. Um, and I'm really comfortable with it. Um, so in, in December, someone misgendered me, someone referred to me as he, and I was like, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. And I had to re- ask myself, okay, why does this bother you? You're non-binary, so you could be he, she, they, it doesn't matter, right?" right? And I realized, I'm not non-binary, that's why this is bothering me. I don't like it when people call me sir. I don't like it when people call me man. I don't like it when people call me bro. I just like being called Eve, just, yeah. just leave it there. And so, but I was like, wait, I thought that, you know, well, once you identify as transgender, that was sort of it. But again, YouTube is our friend and I, you know, found this wonderful, wonderful trans woman on YouTube who explained that, yes, even that is a transition. You know, it's okay to go from one term to a different one. And who is she? Which video is the... I believe... I'm gonna, oh, I'm so sorry, sweetie, for saying this wrong, but I believe it's Ashley X Madison or Addison? Is it actually Ashley Madison
0: that the, that's... Uh, that website where people, uh, it's like a hookup or meeting site. Right? I don't know that. Okay, that's... Ashley X Medicine. But I don't definitely you that Ashley X.
1: Um, okay. And it's definitely Ashley X. Um, and so you know, that's when I began to identify as a trans woman, and the response as I told some of my friends, you know, I came to this realization, you know. I love that they was like, "Oh, we didn't know that you weren't." Like <laughs> that's how we've always that's seen nice. you, and it just just made me happier as a person.
0: Yeah, that um, that uh, while you're transitioning, that I can understand that that's certainly a process for your friends and your close ones as well, mm-hmm. because um, I certainly took some time, and am taking some time, to still processing, uh, to get the pronouns and uh, the name correct uh, every time. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the, the evening that you told me, that you, you know, came out to me. Um, we were supposed to meet up, and you asked me to give you an hour's heads up. And I said, oh, I definitely want you to doll off for me. So I certainly will. And you I remember this so distinctively, you said that, yeah, I am gonna definitely gonna get my I'm going my nails right now. And I said, Ha ha ha. You came the next day and your nails were done and they looked fabulous. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, you did get your nails done. And uh you, you 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 felt comfortable enough and I again I'm very appreciative of that, you felt comfortable enough to come uh, to tell me mm-hmm. that hey, I'm transitioning and you know, more party. I was very happy for you. Um I I think from the get go, I tried to be as supportive as I as I could. Uh, But I remember that there were like the way I just speak is always "dude this and this. And when I say it, it's completely genderless. I don't I call my female friends, dudes all the time. Uh, It's just the way I speak. And Mm -hmm. then one time it dawned on me like, hey, is Eve still okay with this? And I sent you a I, I asked you over the phone, I believe. And I've asked you, like, hey, uh, is that OK? Because I, I call you bro all the time. I, I do it all the time. I don't want to be offensive or insensitive. And you're like, yeah, that's totally fine. You know, No worries. And then a few days later, you sent me a text saying that, hey, uh, this is, um, I changed my mind. And I was completely, respect- you know, respectful of that. It just. It still takes me some time Mm -hmm. where i end up you know hanging up the phone and i say all right man and i hope you know you understand that's completely you know innocent i'm not you know i i'm not thinking of anyone's gender Mm -hmm. when i say that but yeah you're absolutely right it's it as you're as you're transitioning it's a process process. and it's a process for people People who are in this journey with you with me yes i
1: definitely am aware that i am not living in a bubble that um My transition is friends and family's transition. You know, um, just last week, I um, not this week that just passed, but the week prior to it, I finally got my name legally changed. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And so now I'm in the process of getting everything switched over to Eve, um, which is a lot more work than you could possibly (laughs) just think of off the top of your head. Um, And yeah, like the only people I allow to call me by my birth name are my parents. Um, you know, it's been almost a year and a half now, you know, since this st- started. Mm-hmm. I gave people one full year, you know, the 2020, you know, get it out your systems, you know, um, because it is different. It's right. new. It's something really, really different. You know, it's especially the person that I was, it's, it was completely in, unexpected by family friends and most of all by myself but you know as 2020 came to a close i realized either you're okay with it or you know and get on board
3: Mm
1: -hmm. or step back um and so that's where i'm at today
3: yeah i i i I completely agree on that i mean in cases of what seems to be happening is that uh, normally you'll have people who agree support and respect the fact of the change and actually make the actual um transition to actually you know address you correctly and everything else mm-hmm. out of pure respect and if they can't do that i guess they just have to fall along the lines yeah. of like you know fall, falling uh far from the circle mm-hmm.
1: yeah like some people they spent 2020 calling me E, you know and i guess just... you yes you do. <laughs> um and you know i I got that because it is a transition for other people as well, and I can respect that. But you know, as the you know December hit, and I was like, okay, why are you still calling me E? I was like, are you holding on to something? And one person told me flat out, yes, I actually I am. And I said, well, that doesn't work for me anymore. And if we have to go our separate ways, and you know, because you're not able to to keep this up with me, I respect you. But I got to respect me more. And so we did. We had to go our separate ways, and it's okay.
0: Um, yeah, I just want to take a quick second because Mike did
3: pull up. I um, think it's Adamson,
1: right? Is that Yes, him? yes. Adamson. Adamson. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, right. I messed that up really oh, good. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about this.
1: Ashley Addison, you know, um, Adamson, sorry, sweetheart. I keep messing up your name. I'm not reading it. Um, has been phenomenal for me um, over the past few months. Um, once I started wondering about the whole trans woman non-binary versus trans woman, I literally googled it, you know, inside YouTube, and she came up. Mm. And she, I I love her because she actually responds to posts. Um, mm-hmm. And she is just there's one of those videos in there that just helped me a great deal um, as far as like being able to understand that even gen- within the transgender gender identity, that one is still able to um, transition. <laughs> that You know, nothing is static, that literally nothing is static.
0: Um, well, no, I mean, like, listen, we, you never know where you find the help that you need. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you found it somewhere, um, even in the time of, you know, during the pandemic. And I can understand how that can be lonely, especially when you're taking this new step And and opening, you know, jumping into this new chapter in your life, the support is necessary.
2: Definitely.
0: And uh, I'm glad you found it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, As you told me your story uh, about your past, I had I have a few questions, and you touched on a couple of topics that I will circle back with you about because I was going to ask you about them anyway. Um, First, I just want to uh, make sure that I understand clearly. When you were young, did you sorry uh, did you feel that you were um, did you have tendencies or did you have desires um, that you felt re- You know, in the last year and a half, when you when you wanted to do things that were um, socially uh, categorized as a female mm-hmm. or for females, mm-hmm. um, you we you mentioned earlier, but they give an example about um, wanting a dress and uh, as a child, but you know, them taking the, you know your parenting that away and giving a truck instead. Mm-hmm. So growing up as a child or especially in your formative years, you know, as a child through adolescence, through your teen years, did you have those feelings? Did you feel that, you know, you were a different gender yes, than you were? Definitely.
1: You know, it's you know, the wondering the dress never really that, you know, I'm just giving a euphemism as a right, right. That. um, but I certainly was obsessed with pink. Pink is totally my favorite color. Um, you know, When I was talking about, you know, not doing the things that boys do, Mm -hmm. I was... And it's so funny, like, A, getting sober, and then B, you know, this happening, Mm -hmm. that a lot of different memories start coming back to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I always felt like I was a girl. Because I always, when I looked in the mirror, I was like, oh, you would look so much better if, you know, with breasts, you would be things, you know, oh well, what if you make your face like this? And, you know, just more feminine things. Um, I was seven years old, and Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive came out. (laughs) And I completely related to it. Seven years old. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, she's right. You know, know, I've always been drawn to strong women. Um, You know, I love Wonder Woman. I love Supergirl. Um, I love... Yvonne Craig's Batgirl is, like, the most fabulous female superhero of all time. The, um, 80s Batgirl. I mean, excuse me, 60s Batgirl. Yeah. okay. Yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. The Purple Boots. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always saw myself in women or saw my women in myself. Huh. Interesting. I was never attracted to, like, oh, I want to be, like, the guys on Dukes of Hazzard. Right. No, I really like Daisy Dukes shorts. You know? And I'm a kid, Um, you know, (laughs) which says a lot about my childhood. Um, But, you know, i just always saw the female perspective. Um, I always, you know, took the woman's side. I, you know, growing up, who are my friends? Women. And, you know, which is pretty standard, you know, for a gay kid. But I see now that there was a lot more to it.
0: Okay. Would you... Um, If it's okay to discuss, uh, I know ever since I knew you
4: Mm -hmm. or
0: met you, um, you were a gay man. Mm -hmm. Do you think that your desires or or tendencies to like female things, do you think that was more uh, leading you towards you becoming a gay man? Or do you think that it was leading you ultimately to become because you're a transgender person inside?
1: Definitely transgender, Um, because like, you know, as during my life of um, being a gay man, identifying as a gay man, I never wanted to be that gay guy. You know, I did not go shopping with my female friends. You know, I do not ask me, you know, does this make you look fat? Because I will tell you, (laughs) you know, I was just, I never wanted to be, you know, there was just so much internalized homophobia as well as transphobia. You know, I just never wanted anyone to think of me as being that gay. Um, so, no. To answer your question, it would definitely be towards leading me to, you know, I being trans versus, you know, being gay.
0: Yeah, you were never a very flamboyant gay man. Mm-hmm. That, that was never your thing. Um, so,
1: But you know what? Let me touch on that for a second. Sure. I wasn't because I, Nias, I had the ability to wear masks. I had so many masks on my face, I didn't even know they were there. Mm -hmm. You know, there are two of you right here. I was more than capable of being a completely different person for each one of you, and the two of you would never meet, so you could never compare (laughs) notes. Um, I was a different person in school versus work. And depending on what type of work I was, with my family, with this friend, that friend, that friend, I was always wanting to be something else. Hmm. You know, I had absolutely no sense of self. And, but the, you know, I I definitely say, you know, when I walked into um, recovery, that I didn't come in with low self-esteem. I came in with no self-esteem. I was very conscious and aware and proud of my accomplishments what i could do my academic career my professional career i i'm not gonna lie about i was the shit <laughs> but as far as myself was concerned i always thought i just was shit mm. that and i could never understand why and i'm just using you as an example you know why you wouldn't fall in love with me until this happened because you didn't know who the hell i was to fall in love with you just weren't falling in love with the representative that I was presented to. And it just made so many things clear.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, no, it's, uh, I, can, I can appreciate the uh, sentiment of not feeling oneself. And I'm, I'm really happy for you that you. you finally do feel like yourself. And, um, and FYI, I was in love with you either way, you know, before and after. Them. It's um, the boobs. I know it's the <laughs> boobs. It's always the boobs. <laughs> um, so okay. You've mentioned that you you were transphobic, you're homophobic at times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How does that work? Um, I, I maybe shed some light on being a gay man and still having some level of homophobia or transphobia.
1: Self hate is just prevalent, you know to everyone you know there are jewish people who hate the That's fact that exactly. they're jewish There, you know we've seen white people who just swear they're black um you know it's i think it's just a part of human nature um you know i didn't want to be like i said you know that that gay like right. i certainly enjoyed the sex but i didn't want i didn't understand like gay pride parades it was like oh those are freak shows i haven't been to a gay pride parade in like 30 years actually 40 damn i'm old um oh no i'm not that damn old I'm um, 30 um, <laughs> like 30 plus years um and you know I, I just didn't understand why people had to be that out you know was, becoming a conservative was just very easy for me because I had these conservative beliefs that other people were wrong. And it was just me, another mask that I was wearing. You know, it just came out to the fact that I envy the fact that these people had the guts, yes. Um, The guts to just be themselves.
0: You mentioned that you did a lot of research online to learn about the transgender community, the transitioning process um a lot of it was um the language the terminologies that that you know the community uses right. and would like people to use
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, there's certainly uh points in our conversations in the past months where you have educated me on some of these terminologies and what are your thoughts on that because do you feel that you know because there are so many mm-hmm. um, what are your thoughts on the myriad of uh, terminologies that are uh, that have been created for this community and are continuously being added to um, as you progress?
1: It's about nothing, like I've mentioned before, nothing is static, right? People are discovering themselves at different points in their lives. And people are discovering what works for them and what doesn't. So when I have corrected you, you know, on, you know, even the name situation, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not doing it because you're wrong. I'm doing it because I'm standing up for myself that, you know, this is who I am. And yes, I understand, you know, like if I'm at a store and the sales clerk refers to me as sir, I know what I look like, I'm not blind. you know. I admire her a great deal, but I don't look anything like Gabrielle Union. You're not gonna mistake me for Gabrielle Union or for Kelly Rowland. I get that 100%. And this is a split second interaction. So you're just doing your job. You are not looking for a lesson on gender identity. I get that. But if it's someone that I'm interacting with on a regular basis, well, yes, now I have to correct you because that would, I understand what it is your, your eyes are telling you, mm-hmm. but I need you to look a little bit deeper and see the actual person, you know, right. um, not just the form. I you're but talking about
0: this generally, of course. Generally, right? yes, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, it's please. I, I am not attacking you. <laughs> no, no yes, I'm just trying to clarify that for yes, the audience. Yes, let's yeah. clarify that for the audience. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I am not attacking me as. Yes a little bit but you know because um, I'm just that evil um, but you know it's about just standing up for myself and yes you know language is always changing yeah. you know um, what was it last year that uh, Merriam um, Merriam Webster we've you know used they yeah. for singular mm-hmm. and it was like oh well I guess it's they as singular you know it's been plural for all these years but now you know it's used differently um, language is always evolving because humanity is always evolving so yes people are going to identify themselves in a myriad of different ways and we just have to respect that individual's choices
0: absolutely um, and I completely agree with that um, I think one thing that you and I had a uh, uh, we, we were discussing the transgender athletes i think i was telling you i was asking you about Mm -hmm. what are say you know what topics are you comfortable discussing on this podcast and i brought up transgender athletes and i said that it was a transgender uh female uh, i said it was a what i think i said is like as a man who transitioned to a female and a biological female and you corrected VC, I remember distinctly is that like you have to get your pronouns correct. It's a transgender female and a cisgender person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I felt that half of that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. That if uh, a person wants to um, refer to themselves as transgender female, people should absolutely res- respect that. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. No problem. But why? Why would someone who is a biological female or biological male,
2: mm-hmm.
0: now have to call themselves cisgender. So that was my question, because mm-hmm. if one person is like, hey, I'm a transgender male or a transgender female, mm-hmm. that's what you, I want you to refer to me mm-hmm. as. Vice versa, shouldn't the same courtesy be given to someone who refers to themselves as biological male or female and not have to call themselves cisgender.
1: Well, I don't believe during that conversation you said biological female. I, I think did.
0: I, That's what you... Uh, can I? Yeah, of course. Would
1: it be all right? <laughs> yes. you sure? Okay. Well, let me um, think. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to be really honest and tell you that I do not remember that conversation verbatim. Okay. So, I'm going to assume a-s-s-u-m-e that you know that you didn't say those words exactly because if you would just said you know trans female and biological female i don't i didn't say trans
0: female i said a man i said a man transitioning a male transitioning into a female right and a biological female Mm -hmm. and you said that um, I let's get your pronoun. Let's get your terminology is correct.
1: It's mm-hmm.
0: a transgender female, transgender female and a cisgender person.
1: Right, because I don't normally say biological female. I would just refer to the person. Right, as and I. Cisgender. Right. I know mm-hmm. I
0: said that because I've written on that day, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I want to bring this up on the podcast, so okay. I do remember that. Okay. Um So yeah, that that's my question. That uh, do you think the same courtesy should you know be given on the other end, if well, somebody wants to be. Ref- Calls themselves biological female or biological male. No, why not? Okay, so you agree with that? Yeah.
1: Okay, great. I mean, if you, you know, there's, you know, cisgender biological. I can't tell you what to call yourself. That's
0: great. Yeah. No, no, that, that's. I mean, I, I've read, plenty of online discussions where, they, uh, disagree on that, and People
1: disagree over the fact of should we be drinking water out <laughs> of a plastic bottle there's always going to be an online
0: discussion about right, right I mean I just wanted to hear your opinions about mm-hmm. the matter and that's great mm-hmm. um, so yes uh, I think you and I are both in agreement about that that the same currency should be given to everyone Definitely.
2: Absolutely, okay yeah.
0: mm-hmm. awesome um, so you've mentioned uh, a little while ago regarding uh, the t- the importance of the terminology mm-hmm. you know especially if with someone that you're interacting with
2: mm-hmm.
0: give uh, tell me in your experience and your um um i guess from in your opinion what value those pronouns those terminologies hold for a transgender person how damaging can it be for a person that's transitioning and those the correct terminology is not being used for them and um to what um and and you briefly touched on this that Mm -hmm. you gave people uh, the 2020 to get used to it Mm -hmm. uh how much uh um you know, room should be given for someone to get their terminology correct. What's your thoughts on that?
1: I can only speak from myself and my own experience. So there's no way that I'm like putting this out to your audience, like this is a a blanket, sorry. Of course, we've established that in the beginning. So, you know, for myself, it's important because it means that I'm truly seen. Mm -hmm. I'm seen and I'm heard. Um, You know, that's the importance of it. when someone i've asked to refer to me as eve refer to me as she or her and purposely ignores that of course it's an insult you know you're not respecting me um you're not respecting you know my identity um so that you know is damaging to that relationship it's not damaging me because i know Mm -hmm. who i am um but i certainly will not continue to interact with that kind of, of person it was a third question you had. You asked me what the benefits of it are, the the negatives, and what was the third well, portion of it?
0: I'm, I'm, what would be the, you know... Oh, you were talking the, about the the
1: length of time? Well, I, I
0: don't think there's an actual specific length of time. There's no, there's no time. actual specific. Yeah.
1: It's just, you know, because I came out in December, you know, 100%, um, and as 2020 progressed, I started noticing things, and just like, oh, you're not really where you at this and just really kept it to myself um because i'm giving people the same you know the same courtesy giving people time to you know find their own footing in all this um but as the year was coming to a close and people were still acting like you know it was still 2019 no we're not going to move into 2021 um doing the same old stuff so i may, you know that's what i had to speak up got it okay
0: that makes sense um now I mentioned a little bit earlier that uh, I had a phone call with you, uh, running through some of the topics that you know I might want to discuss with mm-hmm. you, and one of them was transgender uh, or trans female um, athletes uh, competing against biological female, mm-hmm. or you know athletes are
2: mm-hmm.
0: in that realm. And you mentioned that you were not comfortable um, speaking about that. Correct. Um, and just I just wanted to uh, clarify why do you feel that you don't want to talk about that
1: i'm more comfortable talking about things that actually concern me mm-hmm. um that is a very controversial uh conversation that's going on right now nationwide mm-hmm. and i do not want your audience uh, frankly you or your audience to you know misconstrue that whatever it is that i'm saying should be you know applied in not either all. direction right so you know I am not an athlete, but under any stretch of an imagination, <laughs> cisgender or a transgender, mm-hmm. it's, it's got nothing. It does not concern me one bit.
0: Um, would you be comfortable talking about the um, transgenders being in transgender people being in the military?
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Okay. Um, may I ask why is that is different? Uh, why uh, wh- again? You know, of course, you have your own mind and your own decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you want to talk about. But you're not in the military.
1: Because they were in the military already, right? Okay. They were in the military, and then a very bigoted man made the decision one day that he didn't want them to be in the military. Mm -hmm. That's discrimination. That's just... And it's blanket discrimination. Um, And it affected so many people's lives. So many people were dishonorably discharged from the military, lost the benefits. And these are people who had the courage to actually... (laughs) go into um, a recruiting office and say, I want to serve this country versus this person who, you know, got out of military um, duty claiming bone spurs. You don't, if you've never sat in their seat, you have nothing to talk about. So that's why, you know, whatever somebody wants to do for themselves is their personal choice. And we need to be able to have our own personal choices and just banning someone because you don't think it's okay when you know nothing about them is just, it's rude, it's stupid, it's small-minded, and it's discrimination.
0: Um, I agree with you. Um, And that brings me to, I guess, another um, question. It is a personal choice. It is for personal freedom. How much involvement should the government... Uh, have, in this matter, and to what extent should there be uh, legislation written when about you say this? Say
1: this matters. Be a little more specific, please.
0: Um, about transgenders. Uh, well, this is a many transgender people feel like this is a civil rights matter. Correct. That which part, the military? Oh military or transgender rights.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it it is. It is clearly becoming a civil rights issue mm-hmm. almost um, um, on I know, in today's uh, political climate. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that the government should be involved in any way to write legislation about this or, you know, have a say if they should be in the military or not?
1: Yes, because our country requires things to be written down for it. Okay. Um, you know, what we're talking about is equality, mm-hmm. you know, I as a trans woman, I should not be discriminated against, you know, for housing or employment or health benefits, Mm -hmm. or if I was 25 years younger, you know, if I wanted to join the military, then, you know, being able to join the military. It's all about equality. And whenever you're talking about equality, it's a civil right. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know, (laughs) with the rampant amount of bigots that's in this country, you know, Yes, things need to be codified in order for people to be able to exercise basic rights
0: um regarding transgender people in the military mm-hmm. do you think so if if it's a transgender female
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh and again, I'm only asking about your opinion
2: mm-hmm.
0: um should they um they should be uh they should be given the same uh criteria for um, you know, meeting or the standards for uh, meeting and getting into the military or say like carrying a uh, ruck, should it all be uh, the same as uh, uh, a biological female?
1: I know absolutely or, nothing about what happens in the military. I don't know if there are, I'm guessing a ruck is the giant knapsack that they will carry. Yeah. So... If there are certain rules for females that are different than the rules for males, I don't know anything about that. Right. So I'm going to step away from that conversation <laughs> okay, no because I, I, it's just not my wheelhouse.
0: Okay. Sure. I mean, um, just wanted to uh, hear your opinion about the matter. But okay. Um, let's get. Uh, let's speak about. Since you you are speaking, uh, you mentioned that the government should be involved. Mm-hmm. Um. There's recently, there have been some laws passed in uh, Canada well, you know, in the last few years, which gives, uh, which expands on trans rights, mm-hmm. uh, even to a very early age mm-hmm. for children. Um, if we can pivot the conversation uh, about trans children and uh, to add about hormone blockers, puberty blockers, because you certainly transitioned at a very... Uh, late age mm-hmm. well I was late age when you're older obviously in a much um, um, most people nowadays mm-hmm. they transition much earlier mm-hmm. do you think do you believe that there should be laws about letting children as young as three, four, or five uh to transition if should they choose to and um and given and given uh puberty blockers or hormone blockers at that age
1: i believe there should not be laws against it mm-hmm. that there should be laws for it no Mm-mm. but definitely the, you know everything is a case-by-case of course. basis right if you have a child who wants to transition to seven mm-hmm. that is between you and that child you as a parent and that child right. and if that's something that you want that you are okay with and your child obviously wants to do this, is somehow at seven years old today, but able to understand all of that, go with God. If you, as a father, your child wishes to transition, you don't want your child to transition, that's something between the two of you. Understood. You know, that there are laws saying you must? No. Mm-hmm. but if their law saying that you can't that to me is
0: wrong. I I wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. Um it should be up to a family, right. a parent and a child right. deciding together. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately there are laws in Canada currently that you know say that your child is 3 4 years old mm-hmm. and um tells your you know you, you go the child it's a boy mm-hmm. tells their parents that hey I feel like I'm a girl mm-hmm. and they're like okay, you know buys them some more trucks Mm -hmm. buy some more action figures Mm -hmm. so um the child says that in school Mm -hmm. the school is allowed to take steps to see if you have uh taken your child to uh to a psychiatrist and have began the transition process medically wow if you have not they can take your child because this is human rights abuse and it's child child service will come over and take your child what's your thoughts on that
1: I don't know anything about it, and as someone who has no children, I'm going to step away from that. I, you know what, I, I'm very comfortable with saying I don't know. No, no, absolutely, and so but... I don't know. Um, I, you know, I this is literally my first time ever hearing about it, uh-huh. so I don't want to I don't want to say something without being more educated on the topic.
0: I, I guess my question here is that you know what I guess you kind of answered in the beginning is that should the government be that involved in a child's transition should it be outside of the scope of the parents and the child
1: i don't know um you know would it could it be seen as a health issue i don't know mm-hmm. so yeah i i don't know okay what's your uh,
0: thoughts on um using uh puberty blockers or hormone blockers um as a person who has transitioned mm-hmm. at a much later age do you if you could have done it earlier would you have do you think there's a right age for this um you know you obviously were matured became very educated about it have lived a life mm-hmm. and know in know as a as a a gay man Mm -hmm. and then transition so you 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 have an understanding um uh, maybe a better understanding than many people Mm -hmm. before you transitioned Mm -hmm. do you think that um there's a certain age i'm not obviously not exact age but Mm -hmm. like you know age group that you are should you have enough experience in life to a certain point before you transition i used to okay i
1: i love this one i will i will freely speak on i used to believe that a person well, I didn't know anything about hormone therapy. Um, what I was about to talk about to require is about surgery, um, making any surgical changes. I used to believe that a person sh- shouldn't be less than 30 um, to be able to, to make that choice. Why now, that age? Because then you've lived as an adult. Um, and you're. I feel like I felt like past tense that, you know, you needed to have those experiences first before being able to say, okay, I'm not comfortable in this body. I want to make permanent changes to become this body. But these are thoughts that I had prior to my the start of my own transition. You know, this is during my own transphobic period um, that I thought like this. That's actually changed. You know, looking back, seeing that, you know, i was a substance abuser for 30 years in part because i was denying who i was it's a i see it now as a case-by-case basis you know if your 15 16 year old child wants to begin to medically and then eventually surgically um transition then that's up to them you know that's up to them and to you um there are no hard fast rules about this um I, the things some of the things that i've read is that people did it at a young age and just are just much happier than a lot of people um who did it at a later age they've had a, you know those years in between they were just a happier individual because they were much more comfortable with themselves and able to just deal with life better than someone such as myself who, through self-hate and just self-destruction, self-destructive um, uh, behaviors, you know, did it at a later time. So, again, I think it's on the individual. I, I don't think that there are any rules, and frankly, there shouldn't be.
2: Um,
0: while there, there may be um, plenty of people who have... Um, Transitioned early mm-hmm. and have lived a happier life mm-hmm. than what, you know. Well, you know, transitioning later and may have lived, you uh, know, lie uh, for a good portion of their life. There are a huge number of people who have transitioned and then they're not; they still suffer from um, body dysphoria
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, or gender dysphoria, uh, and they detransition like they change transition back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has, and that that is um, that that seems to be the case for many people who have transitioned early. Okay. And what the statistics show uh, that many of these uh, people who have transitioned at very early, like you know, as a child, mm-hmm. they were just going to be grow. They were just going to grow up as great gay men, mm-hmm. or or gay, you know, gay um as a lesbian.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's usually that they were just attracted to a different sex. But um, sometimes it's parents worried that this person will, uh, my kid will grow up to be gay mm-hmm. and it will be, it will be a victim of a lot of homophobic uh, situations. So let's just transition now, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of, it's not okay uh, because you're doing it from an actual place of hate in a sense or a phobia. Fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and. Um, so, yes, that it you know, it does help some people. It has also hurt many people, mm-hmm. especially in a community where um, the in the transgender community where the su- um, suicidal tendencies or rate is about forty uh, percent, which is pretty huge. What are your thoughts on that? Um,
1: when you say suicidal rate, do you are you just saying that forty percent of transgender people are committing suicide? No,
0: committing su- suicidal. They have tried to or have thoughts of uh, committing suicide committing suicide is different than being suicidal
1: so having suicidal thoughts
0: yeah suicidal thoughts i mean this is you know these these have been in studies in medical studies because they express them to their doctors um or this uh, their attempts or um having thoughts and understand me they don't and this feel this
1: is after transitioning is that what you're saying no just the
0: community itself
1: well Okay, I'm a little confused by this. So, are we, is the 40% that you're talking about of transgender people had suicidal in thoughts, at least suicidal thoughts, since beginning their transition? Before, or,
0: or after, it's just the well, community in general.
1: That's our world. I mean, everyone has suicidal thoughts. <laughs> um, Okay, not everyone, but you know what I mean. It's like many and people like you could be cisgender, transgender, gay, may, fem- it doesn't matter. Like people, some people have suicidal thoughts. Now, I mean, if you're saying that we're talking about people who you know started their transition and were just so unhappy that they had suicidal thoughts, well, that's a whole different conversation. No,
0: I think uh, uh, transitioning um, has saved many lives. Damn right. Um, and uh, but I don't think the suicidal rate is calculated for people who have transitioned or have transitioned back. It's just as the uh, the, uh, transgender community as a
1: whole. But there is no transgender community as a whole. There's so many different, there's just, there's so many different facets. And if, like I said, if we're talking pre-transition, post-transition, what type of transition are we talking about? I mean, some non-binary people don't do anything besides just identify as non-binary. So that's, I'm sorry. That's just way too vague for me to be able to answer anything. It's,
0: it's, it's not something that, I okay, I mean, I understand it's vague for you to answer, mm-hmm. but it's not, uh, it's, it's the statistics that they use. They use the transgender community as a whole, people who identify themselves as transgender, whether they have transitioned or not. Uh, if you identify yourself as your, a form of transgender, like anything that falls under the umbrella, mm-hmm. that's how they're uh, calculating that, you know, those statistics in that community, or that's what they're considering as that community. Okay. Um, Okay, so my question, I guess, is that uh, given those uh, uh, circumstances, that you know, there is a high uh, rate of uh, suicidal tendencies and uh, the people have regretted sometimes transitioning too early uh, and have transitioned back, I think that, um, I, and I don't even know how to ask this question, actually, my my I want to hear your opinion on the the benefit or the, or in your opinion, benefit or the negative impact of transitioning early or in teenage years, especially... But I've
1: in, transitioned at 50 years old. I can't speak on that.
0: Well, that's Well, th- that's exactly why. Do you think that there is a benefit for you to transition later than earlier?
1: I, I don't know. Um, I would assume that a person would just live a happier life as i stated mm-hmm. earlier um and not have the you know internalized um, transphobia that i did but you know again i wasn't that young when i did this um right. so i really can't speak on that let's get back on that um your transphobia mm-hmm. could you t- tell me about that um that no more than i said before as far as like you know i didn't understand it i j- You know, I judged very harshly, Um, and it was just envy that people were, you know, living their own lives. And I wasn't. They were living their lives authentically, I should say, and I wasn't.
0: Okay. Um, Now, we we can, especially in the recent years, we see that the numbers of people coming out as transgenders has definitely increased Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh, tremendously. Mm -hmm. Um, why Why do you think that is? i think visibility of certain entertainers um just even gave being transgender a a voice um you know i know for myself i realized i wasn't as crazy as i thought i was Mm -hmm. um because i'm like why is it you know as a guy i'm looking in the mirror and i'm like oh i wish i had boobs That's not kind of you know well supposedly normal for most males to do, Um, but I think with you know transgender um, people uh, getting more and more into um, our media, that it's like oh wait a minute, I'm not crazy. I'm actually okay. It's okay for me to feel the way that I'm feeling right now. It's okay for me to start asking these type of questions out loud versus just having this running monologue going on in my own head so i i would believe that that the the more that you see the normalization of it is it's easier to make the leap yourself
3: i, I got a pretty good question mm-hmm. um so i mean like all like you know um they would have to see psychiatrists and all these other stuff Mm -hmm. um did you have to go through the same process to i have a therapist okay Mm -hmm. and and with all this i mean to our viewers out there Mm -hmm. i I would assume that like you take it like any other thing with operation um do your research do your homework Mm -hmm. if you don't like that particular answer you're given ask for a second opinion definitely definitely Mm -hmm. and and you know it, it is a big decision to make because Mm -hmm. out of the statistics, it's very hard to revert back from a surgical operation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure the cost factor and everything, if everybody had the money to do so, why not? Mm -hmm. Um, But um, do you have any kind of particular like recommendations and routes to improve this particular process for people who are possibly uh, unknown and a, a, and to help them when do you it. say
1: improve would you improve what specifically
3: like you know it, it, for you you made that transition in like the year right mm-hmm. so 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 for you you discovered that is, is there any kind of particular steps that helped you through besides the youtube video
1: um <laughs> actually no you know i began that conversation with myself september 20th of 19 three days later i was walking into mac um because I saw Laverne Cox on TV. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she was at some benefit, of some... Um, the Met Gala. That's what it was. Um, and she looked phenomenal. And I asked Google, to, you know, what time does Mac open? It told me, and, you know, I was, like, running... Literally, it's not too far from my house. So, just, like, running down the street to Mac. Um, within a month, I had a therapist. Um... I was was in therapy at this place earlier, um, and those issues have been taken care of, but now this brand new issue came up. So I'm aware of myself enough to know I don't have all the answers, and I should reach out for help when I have a question. So I got a therapist, and you know, Um, because I had my own gender dysphoria, um, you know, he referred me to a psychiatrist. I met with a psychiatrist, um, because if I do decide to have top surgery, um, you need a letter from a psychiatrist in order to do so. Um, I'm still seeing the the same therapist, um, and because after last year, who doesn't need a therapist? Um, and that's where I'm at right now. Um, but as far as like, I don't know, sort of like, I'm very, very fortunate that my medical provider required nothing besides my own words, you know, um, I'm very, very fortunate to have a provider who is so, who is so supportive. Um, and when it came to my hormone therapy, um, when she had questions, she reached out to find out answers. When i came to her with new information she took that information and then reached out to find more answers and we were able to work together to have the therapy that i'm on right now um which is doing what it needs to do um and so i can only speak for my own situation um as i'm sure both of you and your audience can tell i am not a quiet person um i am very comfortable using my voice um and i I speak out, but unfortunately a lot of people aren't but that's something that you I, I would believe that a person needs to find their voice and speak up for themselves
0: you've touched on a couple important Did that answer
3: your question
1: um, for the most part okay yeah okay
0: you've touched on a couple of important things there and that I definitely want to um, uh, uh, ask you about mm-hmm. first let's just go quickly back to um, seeing Laverne Cox.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and i remember um and i bring this up often uh you remember bernstein you remember professor bernstein yes um one of the most amazing professors um in my lifetime and while taking his um um, african-american political thought Mm -hmm. class there's something important something important that he said and it stuck with me to this day Mm -hmm. that why he felt so passionate about barack obama being president or you know needing to be president and what it meant for a young um african-american black um um child Mm -hmm. to see someone that looks like you up there definitely makes a difference like yes it's possible Mm -hmm. um it almost uh reassures any ambition that you may have Mm -hmm. Or if you're questioning that if I'm enough, mm-hmm. yes, you are. Because you can see it up there. Right. It, it looked It's good for a young person, for any person, to see someone that looks like you right. to be up there. Mm-hmm. Did you have a similar um, feeling when you saw Laverne Cox up there?
1: When I saw Laverne Cox that day, I thought... I was under the impression at that moment. I mean, A, she's just gorgeous. But I thought, okay... I'm transgender, then that's what I have to do, too. Hence, my running down to the Mac store. Um, Mac Cosmetics, not the Apple store. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, and buying the wig. And, you know, just thinking that I, quote, unquote, have to do it like she's doing it. You know, very early in my transition, I started working with a voice coach. And... Um, I, I am a cancer survivor. Um, so I was dealing with cancer issues at that time. And I wasn't able to, to make the appointment. Um, plus, I wasn't doing the homework anyway. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, and I realized, wait a minute, why am I changing my voice? Why, yeah, I was going to this voice coach in order to sound more feminine. Mm-hmm. Why am I changing my voice? I'm doing this to be myself. So why am I trying to change who I am. This is my voice. Why am I trying to get find more wigs in order to to do this transition? I don't like wigs. My you know, my own choice, you know, that to me feels more like a costume. So why am I doing this? Why am I throwing all this trying to do all this makeup on my face? I've got great skin. Just be me. That's all I have to do. Now, you know, the one thing I'm definitely doing is, you know, taking the hormones because I do want a bigger chest. That's something I want to change, but that's something I want to change. I don't even want, like, a chest that, you know, because other people want me to have it or other people think I should have it, this is something that I want to do for myself. So I just need to focus on becoming the best version of me. And that's what I'm working on right now. That's what I'm continuing to work on right now.
3: I'm very proud that's of great.
1: that.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah, More yeah. power to you, man. Um, so, you, going back to Laverne Cox, mm-hmm. you mentioned that, you know, s- seeing her on, was it, the Met Gala? Yeah. You immediately went to the Mac store. Mm-hmm. How much, what effect or at how much effect uh, does media um, and social media play in today's culture for people who are transgender, for people who are transitioning or wanting to transition, um, as we've discussed earlier that there ha- you know, the number of transgender people coming out or choose, deciding to
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: take the next step has risen exponentially in the last few years. Um, what part uh, does media and social media play into well, that? What part did it play for you?
1: You know, social media plays a part no matter what your gender identity or sexual identity is. Okay. I mean, it's well, just... Well, does it's, it play at
0: this particular topic?
1: It's hard to say because, I mean, we're all influenced by social media, no matter where you're coming from. Mm. Um, You know, we all just see pictures of other people so and videos of other people. So it's like, it's, it's hard for me to answer that question because it's just so prevalent in our society.
0: Okay, so what did it? What role did it play for you, uh, media and social media?
1: Well, it's certainly you know um, social media, YouTube videos um, helped me learn makeup application. Now, my application itself is a whole different story, but at least taught me you know what goes into makeup application. Um, social media showed me I'm not alone in all this. That, you know, there are other people who transition at a late to- later time in life because that was certainly a question, like, am I too old for this? And yeah. part of why I jumped into things so quickly is, yeah, 50 years old. I didn't have 5, 10 years to sit around and think about it. It was like, oh, well, if you're going to do it, just go do it. You either like it or you don't. And, you know, um, I don't see... Going back to that, using that word static, I don't see anything as static. So either if I like it for a year, don't, then change it. You know, I, that's just how I am. So that's um, interesting. Um, but, you know, but as far as like saying, you know, how much social media has influenced me, it's influence isn't the right word for me, you know, because it didn't. I'm not. Like, staring at it every day, you know, oh, I want to be like this person. I want to be like that person. I want to be like this person. I don't use it like that. I just, I I use it to understand, who you know, more of myself. But as far as it, quote, unquote, influencing me, not so much. I use it as a tool, if that makes any sense. To what end? How do you blend... Con- liquid concealer with powder foundation <laughs> that's the video i was watching earlier today and then didn't have enough time to do it so i was like just do some eyeshadow and a little blush and call it a fucking day um
0: okay so i want to i'll get back to that but i you brought up something interesting so you mentioned that okay you do this for however long and if you like it great if you don't do you transition back or do you transition I don't what's, see
1: anything, no, what i'm saying is that i don't see anything as permanent um okay. I don't, you know, I believe that everyone is allowed to change their mind. Going back to what you said, you know, people detransitioning. Right. That's what you chose to do, then go with God. Um, you know, I especially like Okay, so in the beginning of my transition, I was and I chose the name Eve. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay, I'm going to try out Eve, try this whole thing out for a year, and if I like it, then I'm going to get my name changed." Right. By March, I wanted my name changed. And then we had the lockdown Mm
2: -hmm.
4: and
1: I couldn't get my name changed. And I didn't even know the courts were open until last Tuesday. And I found that at three o'clock, the courts were open. 10 to four, I was walking into 111 Center Street Um, and 10 to five, I walked out my name was Eve Stewart. So um, thank you. Um, It's all about the individual. It's all about how you want to live. Um, I know this is how I want to live today. Am I saying definitively that, you know, a year ago this time, um, I will go back? No. Am I going to say a year ago this time that this is I'm going to continue on this? No. Because I don't know if I'm even going to see a year ago from this time. Right. So let me just focus on today.
0: So based on what you're saying, do you believe um, being a transgender person, mm-hmm. is it pathological or is it cosmetics
1: what do you mean by pathological do as in, that for me, so
0: as in like do you think that's it's there's a cause um there's a there there's, there's a reason uh, you you're like okay let's put it this way gay people mm-hmm. gay and lesbians uh homosexual people mm-hmm. believe that they were born that way correct do you believe being a transgender person they were born that way yes. or so if that's the case, mm-hmm. then how are you, how is, how is one able to go back and forth then? Well,
1: as far as your expression is concerned. Okay. You know, um.
0: And the expression is cosmetic. When I, and when I say cosmetic, I don't mean just putting makeup on. I mean,
1: the cross-dressing, physical, you're, everything. Physical, you're physical. Yes, yeah. yes, you're, you're, physical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that people just have a choice to live however they, just, they, they choose to live. Um. And maybe I was just incorrect when I said what I said, because I know that's, you know, those are the words that I was saying a year, you know, almost 18 months ago. What words? um, As far as, like, you know, maybe I may change tomorrow. Gotcha. You know, that's, you know what? Thank you, Nias. I was wrong. Oh, no. I I, I am not here to prove you wrong. No, it's not about proving me wrong, but you just enlightened me uh that I misspoke when I said that. That I, I was speaking in the voice that I had back in... 2019 and okay. that isn't my voice today you know right. i thank you for everything you just asked because yes being transgender is something that is innate within me you mm-hmm. know and that's just all there is to it okay that's great you. yeah i
0: just wanted to clarify that because um because you also mentioned that your uh your healthcare provider, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing that mm-hmm. they, you know, they don't ask many questions. If mm-hmm. you want to do it, then you, you, know, you get to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, may I, if it's not too personal and you can choose not to answer this, mm-hmm. may I ask if you have a government healthcare provider or is it a private? Both. You have, you have both?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, um, do you, you know, I guess my question was that you know, if you felt that this is innate, uh, should the government pay for any kind of transitioning and if it's not in, a, in a, if it's not if it's something that's cosmetic, mm-hmm. then should the government pay for it? So I guess that's what my uh, question is. Be- and you've,
1: you know, in other countries, it's just paid for period by the government. So yeah. Well, well unfortunately, the answer, the, the answer would be yes. The government should pay for it because we should have fucking socialized medicine and be done with us. So yeah, the answer is yes.
0: Okay, so the government should pay for any kind of transitioning process.
1: The government should pay for a oh, sister to a woman wants a boob job, then damn it, the government should pay for that once a...
0: You, you think a uh, government should be paying for someone's cosmetic desires?
1: Why not? If we can pay for stupid walls, then why the hell shouldn't we pay for some lady's boob job?
0: Um, we should not pay for walls. <laughs> And we should not pay for
4: cosmetics.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we shouldn't have. And we, and that... You were giving my opinion. Of course. No, no. Yeah. And I'm giving you mine. <laughs> That's all. Um, no, I, I, I think I disagree. And so far, um, I think I agree with you almost 95% of things until okay. this. Because I, I do, I don't think we should be paying for a woman's food. The government shouldn't. I think it's a private, as a personal decision. Mm-hmm. And the... And it should come out of your personal pocket. Okay. Um, but I think that's different for transgenders. I, I really don't know where I stand with that that's yet. That's why it's called equality.
1: Quality. I'm sorry? That's why it's called equality. You know, I don't believe that there should be benefits for, for transgender people that do not apply also to cisgender people.
0: Ah, oh, okay. Um, so do you think... Do you think the transgender person getting uh, or going through a transition or um, having surgery, do you equate that to uh, cisgender women uh, getting so a boob gender, job?
1: So we're talking about you know, gender dysphoria versus body, dis- body image dysphoria. Uh-huh. It's still dysphoria.
0: So you, you believe that, that the government should pay for
1: cosmetic
0: yeah. dysphoria?
1: For body image dysphoria, and, you know, be, and uh, that would be um, addressed by cosmetic surgery? Why
0: not? But it's not a medical condition, though.
1: Dys- dysphoria is a medical condition.
0: Someone wanting, so you were saying that someone wanting a bigger chest is something...
1: If that's going to help you make, feel better, then why not? And Again, if we, can sp- if we can take so much of our yearly budget in this country and put it to weapons that we're not even going to fucking use, why not if we can make our people happy why not
0: no that's bad that's interesting that you say that um I, I just feel that that's a slippery slope and that's uh i'm not, I'm not sure the government could afford that <laughs> i'm not and i think there's a ethical question of should the government pay for it but okay. you know i hear i hear you i you know um i don't necessarily agree with your opinion but okay. i respect it um okay so, I guess my, uh, going back to media mm-hmm. um, I know that um, Michael recently watched a movie that he thought was uh, um, he thought it was important for this conversation and I want to hand it over to Michael to ask that
3: question well I haven't gotten the answer but um, so this movie that I watched recently actually came out this year mm-hmm. um, Justin Timberlake's in it mm-hmm. it's called Palmer and he plays the character with the last name Palmer uh, and it's about if you have to correct me, however it is, because I didn't just quite speak, do my speak. research. So there's this, uh, I believe he's a seven-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And he is completely okay with himself mm-hmm. um, being very flamboyant. Mm-hmm. And he hangs around all the women and Halloween. He dressed up as one of the fairies in a cartoon TV show. Okay. It was quite adorable. But he also is in the South. hmm and it's not okay in that particular area, mm-hmm. and he struggles. And it's a great film. And if you haven't watched it, mm-hmm. yeah, you should. You should put it on your list. Um, it's it's. I think it's uh, from Apple. Okay. Um. But yeah, great movie. Mm-hmm. And it teaches a lot about bullying, about the transition and things, and try to be okay with it mm-hmm. um, because in many factors, like the uh, situation that Nia spoke of in Canada. Um, when it gets down to it, it, the kid might go into the system, mm. and and that, that 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 is just horrible. And it takes one stranger who is not even affiliated as a family mm-hmm. member to pull this child out and put it under his care.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what's your question now?
3: Uh, if you had watched, it, I still haven't. Got no, a I haven't no, i, haven't seen, no. <laughs> I have not. no <laughs> <laughs> I thought you seen the a question. <laughs> yeah, but <I'm like, laughs> okay. No, because you know, just, know how we when, got we got when we talked about when I brought it up and Niaz was like, "Well, let's, let's talk about it later." I haven't gotten a question, an answer out of that. And
1: and, and uh, now and then you know all that build
0: up and yeah. now it's like I I, I didn't seen the movie. I didn't know that he was going to do a movie <laughs> review. And not ask a question. I thought he had a question.
3: (laughs) No, no i just uh, wanted to toss it out but yeah. i will see this movie yeah, okay. i will get
1: back to, i will get back to you on that one i, <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I hope you're getting paid by apple for this because you're just doing so free too. marketing for them apple plus <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and uh, and um they came to another thing about media with uh something that we watched last night uh district nine and... yeah
0: well give me actually give me one moment i do want to uh since you brought up prisons i wanted to have uh, I no wanted a i went quick prison he
3: brought up you brought um, a
1: prison. When didn't you bring
3: up prison? Palmer came out the guy came out of a Yeah, he came out of prison. Oh you didn't mention that part. He oh, did, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, um, well, so, in the I, before this
0: so I wanted to ask, what's your thoughts on um the prison system and
1: transgender people? Okay, that one I definitely have an opinion on. Um <sighs> it's wrong. Um It's I, what's wrong. You know, putting putting transgender women in with cisgender men i think that is just and there's certainly the studies to back it up yeah you know it's just a recipe for disaster like and these trans women get killed um i don't really hear too much about. i don't really hear about that well that trans men when they go to prison have the same level of difficulties with cisgender women that's just not something that i've ever heard
0: well there's been uh many reports especially in england's prison mm-hmm. uh, prison system where um male a male um biological male who had definitely had uh rape and uh sexual assault charges in his priors mm-hmm. transitioned to a female
2: mm-hmm.
0: um not like not I, I wouldn't say i shouldn't say transition they label they said that they were transgender female mm-hmm. i don't i don't they did not go to the uh, surg- surgical process and then they were put in by because by law they were put in uh, with other female biological female
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that person just raped other females there and it's you know it was it was horrifying stories and uh you know i'm not sure if that's uh that's not a debate about I don't think the transgender community. I think that's a debate about
1: it criminal a, cr- criminal justice, it's a criminal criminal justice. Yeah. yeah. Criminal justice or, system. Yeah. And so but what, that's my thing is I, you know, I you know, for people's personal safety, I know that there was like there definitely used to be, I'm not sure if it still exists today. On Rikers Island they had a separate wing for um transgender and homosexuals um to be you know for their safety yeah i guess putting them in gen pop was just well just in new york city new york city yeah. yeah just well say goodbye to them and unfortunately you know people would be hurt and or killed um i don't know if they're still doing that but that's that is definitely something that you know i would support of, of having course. um trans as well as, well, just period, LGBTQ um, people, period, put into, you know, their own, have their own um, prison population, um, jail or prison population. Because putting them in gen pop is just, in my opinion, is just wrong. Well,
0: gen pop of the uh, sex that they identify sel- themselves as at that time. Because gen pop is either, either you know, male gen pop or right. female gen pop, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- those are some of the core. of, Like when I, as I was, you know, I wanted to prepare myself as best as I could for uh, this interview, and I was just researching, you know, like I'm like prison system is a is a problem in the United States, uh, like the thing, <laughs> in so many ways. And um, but when I when I googled, you know, transgenders in prisons, mm-hmm. there, there so many of the reports were from England, and you know, they they been more progressive when it comes to transgender rights. You know, America's usually the last time to catch up on these kind of things
2: We're number um, one.
0: <laughs> um so I, I was just really shocked by that and i wanted to you know hear your thoughts mm-hmm. about it and i'm, I mean, I'm glad you would agree because i think it's it's unfair because they, there could be one bad app what i was saying earlier is that i don't think this is an issue about transgender it's an issue about that criminal mm-hmm. like that guy did this before when he was a biological male mm-hmm. what do you think he's gonna change you know, he's, he's going to keep doing the same thing, especially if it's not a one time thing. It's mm-hmm. multiple times. So for the safety of transgender people, I think it needs to be separated. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you agree. Um, and Michael, I'm sorry, you had a question about uh, what we
3: something we saw yesterday. Oh, no, I just wanted to elaborate on it. Um, basically, uh, you, is this a movie review or is it a question? It's a movie. So, no, is it a review? or is it's, it's somewhat of a review. It's my take on it. Okay, sure, yeah. And I just want to shed light on it. Mm-hmm. So um, this might come out as a different question. Okay. Just jump off scene and just get a little bit, you know, on, on, on the fun side. <laughs> so we watched uh, District 9. I'm not sure if you ever watched it. Years ago, yes. Years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So what I see in humanity right now, typically... You know, not for nothing, transgender to the eye of a bigot is a monstrosity. Mm-hmm. And if America or in, in the world itself cannot cope with something that looks human of some sort um, and still allow and accept it and give it like rights, e- equal rights, mm-hmm. how can you expect to possibly communicate and accept uh, extraterrestrials? <laughs>
1: I really like you. I totally like you. Um, That's where I see it. Yeah, and you know what? I, okay, so one of my favorite movies is Independence Day. Okay. And, God, especially last year, I prayed for the spaceship and (laughs) and or meteor to show up because I just needed last year to be just done. Um, You know, I, we can't, you know, I am a Trekkie, you know, we're not ready for first contact. We can't handle First Contact.
0: Don't you dare say that. We can't, no, we, please.
1: We aren't. We, we're not. I agree. You know, there's this episode, one of the very few episodes of this show that was actually good, um, called Enterprise, um, Star Trek Enterprise. Um, and it was set in the mirror universe. And the Vulcans come down just like they did in the, in the Star Trek movie, First Contact. Mm-hmm. The door opens, the Vulcans come down the um, the ramp, in, start, in first contact, Zefram Cochran reaches his hand out to shake the the Vulcan's hand. In the Star Trek Enterprise Mirror Universe episode, In a Mirror Darkly, Zefram Cochran pulls out a gun and shoots the, the Vulcan and storms the ship. We are the Mirror Universe. It's like, we're not going to... No. Oh, yes, there's a big spaceship, so let's shoot it out the sky. Yeah. Oh, let's not bother. Let's shoot it. and ask questions we, we'll shoot later. And, well, you have to because, you know, we've got to defend ourselves first. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, no, I mean, look, I am a black American, you know, um, born male. I have dealt with this country's racism my entire life. So this country is never, I can trace my family back to the early 1800s. My black family, that's when we were actually brought here as slaves. Um, Maybe probably a a generation um, prior to that. But we can trace our family back to, I think my mom said it's like 1816, something like that. You know, and we're still not accepted here. You know, as heteronormative people, not accepted. I'm trans. Was I thinking I was going to be accepted all of a sudden? Of course not. You think we're going to accept aliens?
0: <laughs> exactly. I, I disagree I, I, with you wholeheartedly.
3: And, and, and well, we'll by... accept
1: them if they're white. No, <laughs> <laughs> Especially <laughs> blonde and blue. Yeah, yeah, okay, that, that's exactly,
3: that, I said something like that. Because if somebody, something pretty doesn't fall from the sky. Well, I said that to you. I agreed. I told you this. That, you in know, the right neighborhood. If, 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 let's just say, you know, nothing against one of your gods. But if, if if a floating elephant came out from the skies with a couple of arms in the wrong neck of the woods, it's gonna be hung somewhere. <clears throat> one of my gods? I don't know what you believe in. I'm just I'm just being <laughs> I was trying to yeah, hold okay. it. I was trying to hold <laughs> it. I couldn't I, I, failed. Okay, so, I failed.
1: Um whatever you know, there was something But you said floating elephant.
0: That was very specific. <laughs> uh,
1: there was something there was something I, I, was it in a movie or a comic book, but someone was talking to Superman and said, "Well, look at you. Yes, they accept you. Yeah, because you showed up, <laughs> yeah. white guy. Yeah, so okay. we love you. <laughs> you know, I, I let him show up looking like John Stewart, Green Lantern. Mm.
3: Yeah, I, I really gonna accept? The I brother. understand. You don't accept the brothers we got here.
0: <laughs> I understand that, but I do think as long as we're nerding out and we're using first contact as an example, mm-hmm. first contact did did show that the Vulcans arrived at a time when the Earth was not all together. They were not all peaceful and uh, were able to create Starfleet.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It's the. My my hopes are my um, what I think is that us knowing that there is another species or arrival of another species will bring humanity. We can the
1: species on this planet.
0: Yes, but knowing that there's something else, someone else, I think they'll, um, and that we are now identify all as human, humans. I think that's, uh, there will be assholes.
1: But we don't identify all as humans. Because
0: there's no, there's no greater reason to right now. There's no, we can hate each other because of our differences. Um, and the pessimistic side of me believes that the, the same will happen. We will come together only because
3: there's something bigger to hate. (laughs) Because now we have them to hate. No, the way I I see it is that human beings in general, as much of a saint that you want them to be... I don't think they're saints. No, no, no. Most of them aren't. But then later, you know, in in, in retrospect, it's only human to only want something of profit or gain out of something. So whether it's technology or not, you know, obviously, if somebody came raining down and said, I'm going to cure this pandemic, it would be like, you could be my neighbor like i i no. I, I, no, I
1: they'll let you they'll let you um cure the pandemic but trust my trust me our military will still be like but we're still going to kill you oh no we're going to we're going to hold you we're going we to use you like, but,
3: but generally in my case yeah i like you have a, uh, as a neighbor mm-hmm. you know um but that that that's that's
1: how i see it you yeah, know credit to your race I'm sorry? They said you're a credit to your race. That's what they would say <laughs> to the alien. It's like, oh, you're one of the good ones. Yeah. Well,
0: listen, I think I'm more optimistic and I believe more in human ambition and openness. Uh, yeah, but openness. on this
1: planet longer than you don't
0: yeah it has it has uh made you nihilistic <laughs> like i said it
3: really depends on where they land and wherever because you know uh well we only expect so much from the other side as they we might expect from us whether you know you send an ambassador or some have some formal communication that you're in our airspace do we really expect that communication to fly through it's the same thing with anything else if we don't have a form of communication if dogs were able to talk and communicate in a way and we know and can verify that's a dog. Can we give them particular rights? We can start with something that we actually do understand and see.
1: We don't get, going back to the transgender thing, we don't give trans pe- transgender people rights. So it's, why the hell are we going to give a dog? But then later, but who, we would wh- Where the are we not giving transgender people we rights? Get, we would, well,
0: that's. Where, where, in what, where do you see transgender people not having like, rights?
1: Well. There's not equality throughout this country. That's, you know, there's, what I said before, as far as, like, housing issues, medical issues, I'm fortunate to live in New York City, but someone living in that town you were just talking about, that fictional town that mm-hmm. you were talking about in that movie, um, Palmer, um, yeah, would not have those same rights, you know. Um, but, yeah, I can see them giving dogs rights before they give black people rights, people <laughs> trans That's or really I can see it because... Well, the dog is my friend. <laughs>
0: don't you think that right there is even jokingly is a bit racist in itself that you've immediately made them white Southerners with that accent? I don't care. So if you don't care, then why should they?
1: You know what? Again, this is the joy of my being my age. I don't have to be polite anymore, <laughs> and they're certainly not polite to me.
0: Okay, but um, they they're not here right now. You're not, (laughs) I'm just, um, I'm being asked to move on by uh, Eve because um, she knows that it's not okay because. (laughs) That's
1: all the money I'm giving you now.
0: (laughs) Um, You know, you bring up this inequality and certainly there, you know, I think um, socially it's more accepted than I think, um structurally in our government or um cu- I guess let me correct myself I think uh culturally it's more accepted than socially across the country. Do you and, and, and you know I I can't get that uh thing out of my head of just said that you equated dysphoria, uh gender dysphoria to someone getting implants. I don't see how that is a valid argument
1: but okay let's i'm gonna i'm going to come back to that but i'm gonna start with the first thing that you said Mm -hmm. because there's one thing that we have not talked about period oh please must be discussed oh absolutely and that's called you know you're talking about the you know percentage of um trans people um who have suicidal tendencies or suicidal thoughts But let's talk about the black trans who are murdered every year. Mm -hmm. Um, In the trans community, the highest amount of murders happen to black trans women. Um, And when you're saying that, you know, well, we're accepted culturally, we're not accepted in our own neighborhoods. Plain and simple, and I will be very honest about this, I don't wear dresses because I don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. I don't wear dresses because, look, I have not had a fight since I was 18 years old. But instinctively, I know how to fight in pants. I do not know how to fight in a dress and heels. So, thus, I do not wear these things. I live in a predominantly um, African-American neighborhood, and I do not feel safe presenting fully as a trans female um, publicly because things things can happen to me. I would feel safer, and I'm probably going to get dragged on social media for this one, but eat it. I would feel safer living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan um, versus I mean, living in my own neighborhood. Um, because, and that that fear has limited, say, my fashion choices. Um, you know, I specifically wore this outfit tonight because I really wanted to speak to you on as a trans woman, that there would be like no room for error of who I am. I really appreciate um, that. Thank you. And um, but normally, you know, like well, a I just grew them, so I'm not even sure, you know, would I walk outside summertime like this? I'm not sure.
4: Hmm.
1: I will find out in the summer. Um, you know, I the only surgery that i'm considering is top surgery um i would want a size b chest um size a today um and part of wanting a size b is i mentioned it before that i own a lot of lingerie and i'm not going more i'm not doing more shopping i'm not giving up the shit i got Um, but it's also because i don't want to draw attention to myself You know, as would a a C or a D. There's no way of putting on a sports bra if I have a size D that you're not going to see my chest. I don't want that kind of attention on me. I want breasts because that's something that I need for myself, Mm -hmm. but I don't want the attention that's going to come along with it, especially the negative attention. So, and part of why I I think the way that I do is because I do not want to be physically in danger, you know, because of my appearance um so yeah do i wear leggings all the time sure so i'll do the most comfortable things in the world but you know i do i'm very conscious of my appearance you know walking to and from you know just walking throughout my neighborhood because i have a target on my back you know or should i say on the middle of my forehead and i had a big enough target when i identified as a gay male you know identifying as a queer trans woman you know it's even bigger. And so, you know, when you're saying that we're culturally accepted,
2: mm, I, I did mean you that. Might say
1: you might mean accepted in some media, because <laughs> you can't even say the media. You know, put me on Fox News and watch me get dragged to death on, on there. Well, that um, that's
0: very uh, but that Fox News is a minority in the world of media. Mm,
1: 60 million people would disagree with you, but okay.
0: No, but worldwide, there's more accepting tolerant liberal media than right-wing media that's just a fact
1: that's true that would that would i agree with but you know even the people that are you know watching um left-wing um media are still transphobic and violently transphobic you Hmm. know um it's (sighs) things are better today than they were 20 years ago obviously yes Yes. i will not say they're not right but are we fully accepted absolutely of course not not. yeah
0: Mm -mm. you mentioned that uh you grew up as a black man Mm -hmm. and you had uh you experienced a ton of um i guess inequality uh racism Mm -hmm. uh you're part of a minority group already Mm -hmm. Then you became a or i shouldn 't say the word became you then you came out as a gay black man, mm-hmm. um, certainly adding on another level of uh, of discrimination mm-hmm. or, or, or the chance to be discriminated against, mm-hmm. uh, adding yourself into a different minority another mm-hmm. minority group today, you were a transgender female. Mm-hmm. Black, gay, transgender female, queer, but not. I'm sorry. Queer, Mm -hmm. queer. Mm -hmm. So, which? I'm sorry. um, What's the correct? I want to be. I want to be respectful about this. So, uh, black queer, uh, transgender female. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay. sure. Um, How does adding on the this intersectionality of multiple layers? of being on multiple minority groups, multiple Mm -hmm. layers of discrimination. Mm -hmm. How does that affect your life? How has that affected your life through this transition?
1: And did you think about that at all
0: uh, before transitioning?
1: Well, before coming out, oh yeah, I definitely had to think about that. Um, It's so funny, (laughs) coming out, there was an incident uh, about a month ago um, when speaking with a um, assistant or white male. He started talking over me, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is what women are always talking about." <laughs> like cisgender men just talk over women, and I was like, I was laughing to myself, like, "The fucking nerve of this guy." Um, he never would have done this if I identified as a man, and you know, it's I would have. <laughs> oh, no, I would have. It's a whole different level with some people. Um, I, I that I agree But with. You know, it's that you know i'm fully aware that you know i've gone as i spoke to you about before this interview you know that i have put myself not even slipped but put myself at the lowest of the totem pole we always thought black women were the lowest of the totem pole Mm. now be a trans woman or trans Mm -hmm. even trans men um you know we are definitely at the at the bottom of the totem pole um as you know a black trans person is definitely at the bottom of the totem pole and it's definitely something i was aware of you know um but i don't have a choice but i have to be myself
0: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. and um so did, did you feel do you feel that you are at the bottom of the totem pole
1: absolutely you know going back to what i said earlier as far as like you know having an even bigger target on my head um as far as like you know i can be hurt and or killed, you know, simply for being. Yeah, that's definitely the bottom of the totem pole.
0: What do you, you know, that certainly I'm sure that uh, for many uh, minority or people of color Mm -hmm. transitioning, that's definitely a thought in their head. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, simultaneously, there is greater representation on on TV, on, on pop culture, uh, in pop culture, mm-hmm. um, in you know, music, in, in, in just mass media, mm-hmm. there, there is greater uh, representation. Um, do you think that having greater representation has uh, um, unequivocal positive effect
1: for the transgender community? I would definitely say yes, but that doesn't so that just because there's more representation doesn't change the hate that's out there. Uh, you know, I mean, just being black, yes, black people are all over TV, but it doesn't stop people from you know killing us, um, regardless of gender identity. So representation is great but until we change the mindsets of people um until we get to a more equal society it's still going to be there's still going to be you know problems of violence and discrimination
0: so in in one hand where um having greater representation may be a positive you know what i mentioned about uh, being a young black Mm -hmm. uh, kid and seeing obama Mm -hmm. it could could have a positive effect Mm -hmm. Also, seeing many transgender or um, transgender people on TV mm-hmm. and everywhere um, can fuel the hatred of others. You know, yeah, can fuel the
1: hatred within others. Yeah.
0: So, do you mm-hmm. think that you know? That's why it's, uh, I'm, I'm asking. is Like, do you think that that this, there is this cultural phenomenon of transgender people being more out there, visible, visible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the correct word. Thank you. Um, do you think that uh, detracts? anything from the movement or is it uh, is it beneficial or, or the cost I think it's benefit
1: i think it's definitely beneficial because um that's how we we can by being visible is how we're able to like last summer's black trans lives matter rally in brooklyn mm-hmm. you know without our visibilities no one would care right but there are more people now that care so, yeah, visibility is helpful.
0: Um you mentioned that you live in in the neighborhood that you live in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh there's y- you are concerned about wearing a dress mm-hmm. uh because of the number of um hate crimes that has been committed mm-hmm. against uh, black transgender females
2: mm-hmm.
0: or just transgender people mm-hmm. in, in, in period. Um do you feel that I mean, like it's statistically proven that a lot of those crimes are uh, in in minority communities mm-hmm. are committed not by no, white by people, my, by, by other my,
1: minorities? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's it, you know, generally, it's so much is said against uh, white patriarchal, so- patriarchal societies mm-hmm. and privilege.
1: Well, that's what um, I was what's touched. your
0: thoughts on it? You know, a lot of the hate crimes being committed by other minority groups, or that yours, uh, that that person's minority mm-hmm. group. That's or, what
1: you know, you know. That's what I was touching on before when I said that I would feel safer if I lived on the Upper East Side. You know, it's yes, I am definitely afraid of my people that look like me. Um, you know, look, I am of a certain age. Um... This is literally the latest I've been out of my house in a very long time. Appreciate um, that. you know, I'm normally home, you know, I'm normally only out during the daytime. Um I'm not a hundred percent worried about, you know, negative police interaction because I'm not doing anything, but even though Lord knows Brianna Taylor wasn't doing anything but sleeping in her own bed. Oh. But, you know, I am definitely more afraid of of black men than I am of police of any racial background, um or nationality. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. I'm not gonna deny that. Um because that's statistically, yeah, those would be the perpetrators of any you know, crime against me.
0: Now uh do you think uh those worries would uh uh, would be remedied if you were to live in Upper East Side in a more white community. Yes. So, uh, what can be? What do you think can be done to educate or even to make you know to help make minority communities become more tolerant?
1: Oh, now you've got to get rid of toxic masculinity. Period. Um, mm-hmm. That's a whole. That's a whole different. Ball game. Um, define
0: yeah. Define toxic masculinity to me, to for our audience, uh, That from your opinion, from what you think that is or what you believe that to be.
1: Toxic masculinity, the def- definition of it, at this, just off the top of my head, is just that, that whole macho exterior crap that people have got to put on. You know, you've got to... Impress the other men in your lives, which I've never understood Um, That you have to show that you are you know, you are a man and there's nothing soft about you and you have to love sports and Have multiple women and never show your feelings all that stuff and you know, which can lead people to Prey on those that they deem are weaker than themselves, um, and that's a problem, a huge problem, you know, and it's unfortunate, it's sad, that yes, I would feel safer in the Upper East Side, because, and not saying that there isn't toxic masculinity over there too, but I wouldn't be worried about some white guy, well, hmm. Late at night and drunk, yeah, I would be worried. <laughs> but um, uh, Them drunk or you drunk? I'm sorry, them drunk. Uh-huh. Yeah, late at night and drunk and white guys, yeah, then I would be worried. But thankfully, I'm not out late at night. Um, because they can, that's their own issue. Um, going back to the same toxic masculinity. But, you know, in black neighborhoods in broad daylight, I could be attacked. And that's a frightening. It's sad to say. Of course, it's, but it's, it's, it's a scary
0: situation for anyone. It's yeah. scary,
1: but, you know, it's, you know, and I'm sure someone's going to drag me for this, but have at um, Prove me wrong. Um, and, yeah.
0: Do you, you mentioned this is, you feel this way because of talk, art? this issue has to be first addressed by solving toxic masculinity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you generally feel that um, females, women in general, are um cisgender mm-hmm. females uh, women um are more tolerant or more uh um open to accepting transgender people
1: i've never thought about that before let me think about my own experiences i would say yeah yeah,
0: I would have to say yes. Does, uh, does it, uh, the same apply to minority groups as well? Like our, um, African-American, black? Oh, those are the uh, women
1: I thought you were talking about. Yep. I'll just mm-hmm. be in general yeah.
0: first about women, and mm-hmm. then... Okay, so you do feel that black women uh, tend to be... Are, you know, or, right, is, from your experience, black mm-hmm. women, but women in general, and even in minority groups, they are mm-hmm. more accepting. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, what um, would you say, you know, there's... Um, there's certainly people of uh, different ethnic groups. Um, like we live in New York City, you, you can walk five blocks, and that's a different uh, mm-hmm. people of de- different country. What would you say to people who are traditionally conservative? You know, you can talk about Muslims, Asian. You know, all variants of Asian mm-hmm. people, all um, religious, especially you know whether you're Catholic in the Italian, community or Catholic mm-hmm. in, in the, from Latin America. It's um, it's difficult for them to come out to their um, community.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you you have been a Black American. Uh, your family has been here. You said eighteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. For people who have uh, immigrated here recently, uh, teenagers who feel that they uh, you know they, they are finally are more able, you know open or feel the courage. To come out because mm-hmm. they see it here, something that would may not have, would have been may have been possible back in their country, wherever mm-hmm. they came from. What do you, as a person who has tra- transitioned so much later, mm-hmm. what do you feel or what do you think they should do? I know I need again your opinion only. They should do dealing with, um, dealing with their own communities. What's the what, what are what do you think are ways or outlets for trans uh teenagers or young trans people transgender people to uh be able to come out or are there any like you've had ashley um what was her name ashley x matt uh adamson, adamson. adamson. Yeah. yeah so you there there's there's out you, you had somebody you had mm-hmm. support what do you
1: think uh i can only give a wish list i can't i there's no way i would want to you know tell someone, oh, you should do X. Um, Of course. No. Um, I just wish that people, transgender, cisgender, it doesn't matter. I just wish people would be allowed to just be themselves. I wish that our world was a lot more loving. I wish that we lived what our religions say that we're supposed to live, Mm -hmm. that we actually followed those individual um, teachings. Um, versus our own spend on them. Um, I wish we would be a lot less judgmental and a lot less hurtful. Um, you know, LGBTQ youth, so many, the moment they come out, they're kicked out of their homes. Um, they turn to prostitution. They turn to drugs. Um, I wish that wasn't the case. I wish people would actually love their children and accept them as they are.
0: You mentioned that there's a lot, you know, a lot of people who, um, in that, in that community, end up in prostitution or some, you know, form of uh, of it. Um, a renowned uh, sexologist, uh, Deborah So, um, who um, have done empirical. Well, she's an empirical scientist. She's done plenty of research in the, um, in, in in this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, claims have been made that this. Uh, uh, the, I said, how can how can I say this um, properly? Most uh, teenagers or young people who are transitioning, mm-hmm. and um, they are all um, they all have psychological um, issues that they have to address. Whether it be body dysphoria, or they are gay, um, they ha- there's some sense of there's something they're dealing with. And if they jump into this too early, there could be negative results. You know, for many people, you know, into transitioning or into this community too early, there could be uh, negative results. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Did you did you experience? Did you feel that? I know that you mentioned that you've had a you know rough past um, thirty years. I think you mentioned that mm-hmm. you know, of um, various abuse.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you think that you were suffering? Um psychologically in any way uh, because you were not able to transition yes um or do you think that
1: yeah yeah well not that i wasn't even able to transition that i didn't even think about it i wasn't being myself and like i don't know who this doctor is or this study but i mean there are people who have psychological issues because they played football instead of baseball i mean there's all we all have issues. So Well, th- this is a study
0: on the Pacific community.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, She's an ally. <laughs> just because you have um, initials after your name does not make you right, um, as we've seen plenty of times. Well, there's
0: scientific data no, supporting this. There's those.
1: scientific data that supports everything. Um, well, But, you know, here or there, um, you know, only speaking for myself, um, denying myself without even knowing I was denying myself quibbled me mm-hmm. and made me cause self-harm to myself since I have acknowledged myself since I've been willing to pursue who and what it is that I am I've just been a happier person. You mentioned that
0: you the first step that you took was uh seeing a therapist
1: mm-hmm.
0: if i if again if it's not too personal if I, if you're comfortable answered. you okay there
3: oh that sure is
0: it. it you just i think it just broke it it's, probably it's, just it's, popped up nope screw it's broken
3: yeah it popped this screw out yeah, we we can fix that. Um, okay,
0: just- we are almost done here anyway, so okay. this is a, I think we can just get to this final question. Mm-hmm. Um, what when you went to the therapist mm-hmm. was your goal to uh, figure out what's going on, or did you go there with the aim that hey, I feel that I am you know I'm a transgender woman, I need to transition, and this is what I need to do, or did you go to them? asking hey this is what i'm feeling what are your thoughts on it it would be
1: the it would be the latter okay um you know i had a lot of different feelings going on a lot of questions Uh um google could only do but so much Mm -hmm. and i needed to talk about this and Mm -hmm. i needed to but i knew i wanted to explore it Mm -hmm. but i wanted to do it in a way that would be safe i wanted to do it in a way you know i fully believe I should not be left on my own devices mm-hmm. and so that you know I needed assistance in this and I'm very thankful that my therapist you know has been able to do do that Um, you know I got into a support group um, with other trans people Um and I've been able to talk about what it is that I'm going through you know this is it can be a very lonely feeling and I just refuse to be lonely with it
0: Well, I I certainly think that you took all the right steps.
1: Um,
0: And and who am I to say? But just from your experience, from judging, just seeing your experience and Mm -hmm. seeing your transition, uh, I feel that your steps you took were thought out, were educated, and um, I hope this is a learning experience uh, for anyone who's out there who is questioning or who's uh, trying to figure out what the next step is, you know, they... They can learn from you, Um, and um, and I'm really happy that you did what you um, thought was right for you, and you're able to finally, if I may say, finally be yourself. Right. Um, And I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, And I, you know, I of course I have my opinions about uh, the right. Mindset and age for someone to do this, like you've you had at that time, and maybe mm. my opinions will change one day, just as yours mm. yours have. But I, I think that you took all the right steps, and not that you're looking for my validation or anything, <laughs> but I just as a friend, <laughs> as a friend, I um I have to say that it's admirable.
2: Thank
0: you. And um, thank you for that. Thank
2: you.
0: All right. Um, I think we're good. Do you have anything that you want to add? or you, you want to say, Mikey? No. All right. Um. Well, listen. I think we're almost wrapping up the time anyway thank you so much for being here eve um and i hope we can do this again i
4: hope so too all right right. have a good one (laughs) all right guys uh we're out um have a good night ciao